episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please, 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 please send us out, send us out that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Or you, you can send us some stars while we're doing our gaming streams. Plus, also, as well, if you can support, like, follow us, or do anything you can to support our show here at the Lakers Fast Break or the Pop Culture Cosmos, or also, as well, Lakerholics.com, a place to go for everything Lakers, including great articles. There's also videos from Rafael Barlow that are there. Look at the podcast. The Lakers Fast Break is there as well. And, of course, great articles with my guests right now here to wrap up. But we're going to talk about the first scrimmage for the Los Angeles Lakers. And that's Tom Wong. I know him as, but you know him as Laker Tom. And Laker Tom, great to have you back on the program. I wish it could have been under better circumstances. What would the better circumstances have been? A win, man. A win. I always (laughs) want to see a win. I know it doesn't count. doesn't matter. I always want to see the Lakers win. Well, you know, I I wrote an article for Lakers.com. And the, the final gist of the article was to tell the fans to sit back, chillax, and not get all bent out of shape because the Lakers are basically looking at these these three scrimmages and the uh, eight uh, seeding games as 11 preseason games. And that's all you're going to see. You know, the I said basically the things that they're looking for are starting with the just right from the start that, that KCP was going to replace Ronda was going to replace uh, Avery Bradley, which he did. Uh, Deion Waiters was going to come off of the bench to play Rondo's role, which he did. Uh, you're going to see a lot of load management with LeBron and AD, which we she did. did. Uh, and if we call the first half the only part of the game that mattered, which is what I think, then Kuzma was going to be part of the closing lineup, which he was. AD was going to play more center, and the first substitution you saw in the game in that first half was uh, Dwight Howard going out and AD moving over to center. Um, and then last but not least, THT, Devontae, and uh, uh, and Costas were going to get a, some minutes to play, and that's exactly how things rolled out. Um, Lakers lost by four, but all that really mattered was they led by 11 at the half. Uh, LeBron and AD both scored 12 points again, each on better than 50% shooting from the field. Um, Deion Waiters came in and did a great job, both playmaking and scoring. Um, he looked really smooth. Uh, Kuzma looked confident. Um, he played, he struggled a little on defense because he was given the job of, of trying to stop Luca, which is uh, not many people can stop that man. He's definitely the most improved player in the league this year. Um, but I thought Kuz, I, I was impressed that Kuz, uh, even though he didn't hit his first few shots, he hung in there. He he had a couple of good defensive plays. They played deep. They played zone on a couple of possessions, and uh, he made some good uh, uh, reads and uh, got an interception and a tip and another one. Um, so I was pretty happy. I was really happy with the first half. Um, LeBron looked looked like LeBron. You know, um, it looked like as far as LeBron was concerned, this was not a scrimmage. He definitely he definitely came in there and played just like he was getting ready for the playoffs. And, and, and if you were to think about, you know, 11 games left in the season and how LeBron normally approaches the end of the year, uh, ramping it up for the playoffs, I think we saw that today. 
AD looked great. The timing looked great. Uh, the two of them really impressive. And and Waiters, as you know, is along with Kuzma, my wild cards for the for the Lakers to really be able to have a a easy ride to the to the championship. And I thought Waiters was very impressive. Glad you got that off your chest, my friend, because there are some things I want to talk about. Go First ahead. of all, I was pleasantly surprised that the turnovers were not as bad as I thought they would be because we saw, especially in that Denver game, where the turnovers were just really killing uh, the team, even though Denver really uh, still right. came out on top against Washington. But that's not hard, seeing what Washington could roll out right now. But, yes, I'm happy that it was a lot cleaner game than what I thought it was going to be. Defensively, they were atrocious. Uh, I'm not going to kid you wrong. They need to get that back. Uh, I mean, they cannot be worse defending the three-point area than what they were here. I mean, let's just put that out there. Uh, Having Seth Curry just explode from three-point lane and three-point area was just inexcusable after a while. And the fact that Luca and also Kristaps, Persengas, and also... Max Kleba were just having a field day from the three-point area. I understand giving up a lot of threes. I know Milwaukee does it as part of their whole defensive scheme, but to not even put a hand or contest even from far away on a lot of these shots was simply something that they have to work on. Frank Vogel needs to go ahead and focus on that. It worked for a while in the first half because after they got off to a toward start, they started to get a little bit cold in the, in the second quarter. So that's when the Lakers really started to take over. And you're going to hopefully see that continue as the game goes on. But again, at least trying to go out and contest to me is still something that they need to go ahead and do a little bit better job of because I noticed they gave up on a lot of defensive rotations, which I'm still... Uh, attributing to it being the first exhibition game. I did like what I saw out of AD and LeBron. I mean, they're back in midseason form already, and it was beautiful to watch. That part of it I enjoyed. KCP uh, was non-existent, uh, and that's you cannot get 17 minutes of nothing. It has to be more than 17 minutes of nothing. So KCP needs to be more consistent. That's something that's always plagued him is inconsistency. And he cannot have that. He's got to go ahead and be more effective out there on the floor. I do like Danny Green showing up. That was something that we need to have going forward in the playoffs. So I like that. Quinn Cook, as I told you before, was somebody that can contribute. But defensively, you see the issues there. Kyle Kuzma, like you said, came in with a lot of confidence. And unfortunately, Luka Doncic eroded a lot of that confidence (laughs) because he just played – Absolutely horrible defense against him. Uh, I know, and Luke is going to do that to a lot of people. But again, if you're going to be out there on some minutes and playing at the wing, you need to go ahead and take on sometimes the other player, and especially if that other player is going to be Luka Doncic. So you can't always have like a Justin Jackson or uh, other players that are either at or below your level. You're going to have sometimes have to play harder defense and stay in front of the man. And that, to me, is just going to be something that Kuzma really has to focus on. He did such a great job of it for, for quite a stre- quite a bit of the first half of the season, I'll, I'll say, up until the pandemic. It's just I want to see that going forward. So we'll see in the coming games if he can focus more on defense. Offensively, 
it's still not there yet and we need to go ahead and be a little bit more patient with that because it, it's still a mess at this point in time although he did facilitate the offense when he was asked to do that a lot better his passing was a lot better but yes something when it left to him to go ahead and create offense on his own still wasn't a very good mix Dion waiters Welcome to Waiters Island, because it looks like it was just a great job that he did for someone that was trying to get acclimated into what the Lakers scheme is all about. J.R. Smith started to really tune it up at the end, so hopefully he can translate the end of the game momentum to what he can do going forward as far as uh, contribution. And I want to ask you this, my friend, and especially because Troy Daniels scored 22 points for the Denver Nuggets yesterday. What the heck is Jared Dudley still on the team? We, well, once, not once in all these podcasts that you and I did over the course of the pandemic while the Lakers were out playing, did we even once mention Jared Dudley? And there's a reason for that. Because instantly he comes in the game and it's effectively a minus on the plus minus scale. So I'm, I'm sorry, there's no way Jared Dudley is going to be able to give you any type of real effective minutes. Uh, outside of maybe taking a charge or two. And then you have the guys like uh, Tentacumpo, Kaycock, uh, and, T- and THT who are just not ready for NBA action. At this point. It's apparent to see already. This was at times looking very much like a summer league game. And the look like of it. Summer league game. It, you, uh, that's the way it should be treated. It's preseason, you know. It is. That's, 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 I still think that's what we were we're. I mean, that was really the whole point of my article is that you got to expect that the Lakers, after they got that first half in and won, by, won the first half by 11, that was the game. The rest of, the, the rest of it was really a scrimmage. And they, Lakers really didn't care about what happened the rest of the game. But it shows Other some glaring nobody weaknesses. Nobody got injured, and KCP's, you know, turned, his, turned an ankle, and that doesn't seem to have bothered him. Um, but it shows I, some glaring weaknesses that the Lakers have if there's any type of man down scenario. And of course, Alex mm-hmm. Caruso and Markeith Morris didn't play along right. with Ray John Rondo and Avery Bradley. They were not all in the lineup for the various reasons. Alex Caruso right. with a back contusion, Markeith Morris just got into the bubble. So they weren't ready to play at this point in time, but you can feel it. Once you start losing a man here, a man there, the Lakers as, as a whole, their, their depth is really hard. And, of course, like you said, the third quarter came around, no AD, no LeBron, and the Dallas Mavericks had their starters in, and that's when he started to take advantage. Right. And it's a Yeah, we only scored 13 points in the third quarter, and that was, uh, you know, that was really a, an experiment to see what was going to happen. And then, in the, then by the fourth quarter, you've got Haycock and, and Anatoko and, and THT in the game, and then you're you're really basically just giving them a chance to play and yeah. giving the bench a chance to to cheer. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Hey, Lakers fans, looking for the best place to go for up to date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers. Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Let's look at the guys one at a time because I think that 
I think that you also have to, to look at the, the fact of what you really expected. Um, first off, the most important two players, obviously, for us to see come out and, and really be in sync were LeBron and AD. And anybody had to be very happy with their performance. They led the team to an 11-point lead, despite hot shooting by Seth Curry, whom I believe is a free agent. And, man, I would love to get that guy on the Lakers. Should have got him uh, last year. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he 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 basically but could shoot the ball, Rondo man. Rondo instead. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's uh, some things are politics and some things are not politics. Um, I, I I think Curry had Curry just seemed to be one of those guys who's never had much. You never hear about him being talked about with the Lakers, and he's always he's always seemed to be on teams that that. You wonder why there was never any any interest in him, uh, and he continued to get better and better. I mean, he was the second best three point shooter in the entire league, forty five percent. That's uh, pretty impressive, six for six to start off the game. Um, but but going back to the looking at the the individual matchups and so forth, and and the the key components of the Lakers are they'll go as far as LeBron James and Anthony Davis can take us. And so you have to, number one, say that's an A-plus performance by the two yes, of them. I will. Uh, LeBron was getting to the basket. AD was hitting his threes. He was hitting the sh hitting his mid-ranges. He was doing everything that you would want, um, playing good defense. I watched LeBron play defense, and my God, he was really sticking with his man. Guy would cut through there, cut through the lane, and LeBron would be on him and moving like it was a regular season game or a playoff game. So he's really ramping it up and and he's he, he is, when he's going to be on the court, he's going to be playing like it's a like it's a playoff game. Um and then the, probably the next most important two players to see come through in my mind as I've said all all of our podcasts was Dion Waiters and Kyle Kuzma. Um Waiters Waiters made some great reads, some great passes. He shot the ball well. Um he looked in shape. He he never seemed to to make bad reads and bad plays. So I was really impressed, and I think that that really bodes well for the Lakers. Um, Kuzma, you know, I give him. I'm not as hard as you are on having to guard Luka Doncic. I mean, I've seen Luka Doncic take LeBron to school, you know, uh, and I've seen him take AD to school. The kid yeah, but these, is, these is, things will be uh, happening uh, in the course of a, a matchup against the Mavericks in the playoffs. Yeah, but in up. those matchups, you may see LeBron James or AD covering him more. Um, I, I, you know, I'm willing to, you know, you can't, we can't get overly, you can't put too much on performance in a scrimmage in a situation like the bubble. The, the, these are when the habits start forming. Or yeah, good but habits, or bad. habits are a lot. One game is one scrimmage is not a habit. One scrimmage is just an outlier. All right. um, I tell you that what impressed me about Kuzma was he went down for a, a little jump shot from the elbow at, on the, from the right elbow, and there was a foul on the screen. And then he did the same he, exact thing the next play. He came back to the same exact thing, nice. and he not only hit the one on the foul, but he came right back and he hit the one off of the. Very nice. and, and of course, he, and then he hit a three later in the game. So it's yeah. and, and those, he, are, those are some good signs in there. He, and, and he did dribble a ball and went into the key and made a great pass. For, he made a couple of yeah, nice lob that, passes and so forth. Some signs. So, there. you know, the thing, the thing about it is that 
if it were anybody else but Doncic, I might be worried. But Doncic, you know, I, he is just a very difficult cover, especially when he gets inside. He reminds me in a lot of ways of Kawhi Leonard and that he can kill you from outside. But the worst situation is to let him get in the mid-range area because he's just going to get a shot off and he's almost always going to make that shot. So, you know, I, I'm still I'm still encouraged that Kuz is going to come through and waiters. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, there was those were I'd give a, I'd give a, an A for sure to waiters and I'd give Kuzma a B. You'd probably give him a C, but I'd give him a B. Um, and then after that, I think that Quinn Cook looked like a very serviceable guard. Um, I wonder who would have said that. He, hey, I've, I've always liked Cook. He Cook, even though he, you know, it's, it it takes a talent to be able to sit on the bench as long as Cook does, come into the game and shoot. And and same with Troy Daniels. Both of those guys are guys that you know that doesn't matter how long they've been on their butt in a game and and how many times they have gotten a DNP. Uh, you put them in the game and and they'll shoot and they and they have unlimited range, both guys. Um, so I was sorry, you know. It's, it's funny that the, the the bad side is defense. Um, I thought Waiters, for example, really did not play great defense. There were several threes that were made when he made reads and took a step the wrong way before a pass went to somebody in the corner. Jared Dudley uh, also made a lead. Uh, and made, yeah, made but Dudley's there for Dudley's there for a lot of different reasons, and 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 those reasons, if you go back through the season and you look at his defensive rating and you look at certain defensive plays. You look at his three-point shooting. Um, aside from being a mentor and somebody that is really important in the locker room for the chemistry, um, Duds usually comes through when in the big games, and he plays well in those situations. And he's one of those guys who, as a veteran, is not afraid to come in and and to take and cover a good, a tough cover, and to take a tough shot when he has to. Um, and he'll make that shot most of the time. So you know. Uh, why was he in there versus other player? Probably because we're down four players that were in our normal rotation. And J.R. Smith is obviously not ready to, you know, J.R. looked like he hadn't played for 600, games, 600 days. No, not at the very end, he actually started to really warm up to it and started to look a lot better, hitting a three. His pass uh, behind the back for a layup, I thought mm-hmm. that was very good. I thought his signs there were... We're there. That True, he's, he's still he's still he's still got a lot of conditioning to get oh, into shape. Of course, and I'm I'm not doubting that. And and having Jared Dudley in now just to fill up some of the minutes in the exhibition All season right. is fine. But to yeah, see him, I think that's the reason why. You, yeah, I mean, first you got to have Caruso. You got Caruso out of the game. Yeah. you got Morris out of the game. And, and I get that, and I understand. And he again, he's going to be filling up most of the time on this exhibition right. season, but. To see him on the roster still continuously, and I understand you could give me all the locker room stuff that you give me, but when you see him on the roster and you see, you know, what you have with Troy Daniels in in Denver, again, I told you then, and I'll tell you now. You thought they should have kept Duds instead of instead of Troy. They should have kept Troy instead of Dudley. Absolutely, ten times out of ten. What you're ignoring, what I think you're ignoring, with all due respect, Gerald, is position. We were overloaded with guards. We were very shorthanded with bigs, with the guys with forwards. That's our weakness, forwards and wings. But if we don't, if we have a forward who could really not match up in the NBA because it's either age has already set in. I, I understand he can. But if you ask the coaches, if you ask the coaches, you ask LeBron, you ask AD, they trust us. Okay. 
But then they also trust Rondo too. And I know it's. I, listen, I mean, you might. You know, is he clutch too? Right is he clutch too? Is Dudley clutch too? That's what I want to ask. Is he clutch too. I think he is clutch. There you go. Well, that answered our question. You know. Let's move on from Jared okay. Dudley because that could be an issue all day with me. Well, here's but, here's something here's something I want to talk about. Okay. If I can take over the 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 wouldn't uh, be the first time. But go ahead, take over. Um, there's a couple of things that I think are really important that that we saw and, and started to see when we watched the. Uh, I, I know you did too. I, we watched. I watched a little of the uh, of the games yesterday, the scrimmages yesterday, and I'm sure you did too. And one of the things that the first thing is that I think the NBA really has aced this whole bubble situation. Um, it's an it's it's just an impressive job that they've done, um, both in in having 346 players test negative, yes, uh, two days ago, uh, having the confidence that the players now all feel safe and and they they're all seemingly with with the one possible exception of Dwight respecting the bubble and understanding the whole situation. And, and I think that is a, the, the initial fear that everybody had that, that sitting in this bubble in the middle of, of Florida was going to be a disaster. I think that's flipped around where now everybody's feeling like it's a good thing. We got the bubble because otherwise they'd be getting, they'd be getting infected. Uh, So I think that the NBA has really, when you look at the detail, watching these guys go through, if you watch uh, JaVale's vlog and and go through and hold the bracelets up to get cleared to go, okay, moving through, and and uh, and basically just really an excellent job and, and showing, you know, especially considering what's going on in the country with the inefficiency of attacking and taking care of situations, the NBA gets five stars, in my opinion, for the job they have done in protecting the players and creating an environment that is where the players feel safe and can focus on the game. And then the second thing that I, I'm just really impressed with, um, although I'm disappointed in the Lakers efforts in this area is just the way that the NBA has set the games up so that I was very worried about what the games were going to be like, you know, whether or not without crowds, how much, whether or not you'd be sitting there watching a game that just didn't seem like a game. Um, and yet I found myself in the first half and, and I found myself yesterday watching the the scrimmages yesterday that I, I forgot all about the crowds and a lot of times of the game, all I was interested in was the play. Don't get me started uh, on the crowds. Okay, Tom, here you go. Here you go. Rant number one, that crowd noise you're piping in for the TV. <laughs> as I said before, I'm going to say again, I can't stand it. I even can't even stand it even more now. I mean, on Twitter today, they were talking about when Portland played Indiana and Mello grabbed a rebound and shouted an F-bomb as he took the ball up court to get the you know, as he was getting a rebound and took mm-hmm. it off the court and passed to Collins for a dunk. I would have loved to have heard that. I did hear it on Twitter, but I, I would, you know, if I'm a fan, that's what I want to hear. That's the real sounds of the game. Yeah, they don't, want, they don't want you to hear that. Yeah, though, they don't want you to hear that. And then, of course, your little, girls, your little girls might be in the room, man. Uh, yeah, well, I had one cheering with me. So, but, you know, unfortunately, you know, she's. You don't want to be sitting there holding her ears while she will the good. Well, as, as she story. tells me, as she tells me, she doesn't say the stuff, but she goes to middle school and hears it every day. <laughs> so that'll tell you right there. Right. Uh, that speaks volumes right there about, about our school system. But, anyways, 
getting back to what we're going on with this, the, the piped in crowd is awful. Let's get rid of it. Don't give me the 2K sounds. They're not 2K. That's not 2K. That's just, just bad piped in sounds. Get rid of it. The ambiance, you know, I don't care if it really looks like EuroLeague, but it does look like EuroLeague, and that's kind of cool. I don't, I didn't mind that at all. Uh, I like that feel. I did like you the see fact the heat? Did you see the Heat's big video screen? With yeah, the video screen is behind. That, that's great. I like it. I enjoy it. Uh, but and then also the Spectrum crowd, uh, the Spectrum uh, uh, commentary crew. Uh, that I'm unfortunately was something that is left to be desired. They're great for post game and pre game, but you need to have the regular Laker broadcasters or professional broadcasters back doing the games because no, I don't really want to hear. I wonder, what's what going on. I wonder if they're going to do that or are they going to have? Obviously, if TNT is doing games, it'll be TNT, and if it's ABC, it'll be the ABC crews. Um, but I, you know, I it's kind of interesting that 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 the Lakers didn't bring their court, nor did they bring anything other than banners surrounding the scrimmage because you don't need it it does not it, it's not even a psychological advantage it does not really help i mean well, the best but, thing, you know it, you know what does you, help. you forget about the crowd because the way that it works the banners and it's obvious that they looked at this they looked at this before they even broadcast a single game that the that the nba looked at the situation and their their partner their broadcast partners looked at the situation and really said, look, hey, we've got to we've got to block off that first ten rows that you basically see on every single play, and that's the reason they've got the banners and things going around the stadium. Um, well, I like. I, the I think I would have liked. I would have preferred to have seen Black Lives Matter, uh, some some statements to support the players in that sense. Well, I'm, I'm hoping that they're going to do that. I'm hoping that they're going to show that on the video walls and integrate that a lot yeah. more than just the Lakers banner and the Lakers video walls and things of that nature, like they or whoever the but home I didn't, team is. But I did. I watched the first half, Gerald, and and I was ha- I was fine with the piped in noise, and I was fine with the banners cutting yeah, off. The no, no, no. I can't play with the the, the piped in noise. That was awful. Get rid of it <laughs> yesterday. In fact, you know, everybody needs to get get rid of it. I'll bet you anything. Well, unfortunately, they need to. But anyways, I'm going to tell you right now, people need to go ahead and understand what I'm talking about. Go to Twitter. Go find LeBron James Fastbreak Dunk and see it as it was actually heard on the actual floor. That that right there tells you the excitement. You could hear the the bench. They were hooping and hollering and, and screaming and that really gets you that's the fun that's the magic of basketball right there not this piped in murmur that keeps consistently throughout the entire True, game. but you got 40 you got 48 minutes that you got to no, cover no highs no lows just a murmur there that was awful you need to get rid of that like yesterday i'm sorry but they're not going to do it they're not going to do it they they need to i didn't you know I, i'm saying they need to just to, just you know i unfortunately realize that they probably won't but they certainly Sure as okay. heck need, but well, there was you're, a game. Entitled, you're entitled to your opinion, man. Uh, and my opinion is right in this case. <laughs> but anyways, uh, I'm going to tell you right now, it was a lot of great signs in the first half. Let's go ahead because, yeah. like I said, if first half did have AD and LeBron and the starters in for the majority period of time. And the second half don't matter, man. The second half don't matter. The second half you could pretty well again. The second half you see some things that you want to go ahead and and see as weaknesses if it gets to the point with injuries or sickness or mm-hmm. anything like that that could be an issue for the Lakers. But 
as long as you maintain the, the full or the somewhat full roster that you have, the Lakers can compete with anybody because you have AD and LeBron because they play yep. so well together. They look like they're meshing still. Like they've never lost a step. JaVale, yep. uh, you know, the way he came in to contribute. Well. Absolutely. Dwight Howard had flashes at both on and off, bad and good in there. But he, you know, he was in there, especially when he was hustling on the break. That was a great sign to see. Defensively, yeah. I thought he was a little bit of a step slow, but then again, those things can be worked out as far as positioning is concerned. And then, like I said, there were some good signs with Danny Green, who early on set the tempo and really looked good. Uh, and I also like the fact that Quinn Cook, as long as you're not asking him to play too much in the way of defense, if you can go ahead and help yeah. him out, he can give you something offensively. And I really like that if they can go ahead and utilize him just a little bit in spots going forward. I'm not expecting too much, but if you can give him 10 to 15 minutes here or there, I really think he could good work for you. Yeah, I agree with all of those. KCP, too. The, the other thing, I was watching KCP a lot on defense. And, uh, he, you know, we, he's not the pesky defender that, that Bradley is. But my God, the guy works his ass off on defense, and he really hustles hard. He stays in front of his man, um, and he does a pr pretty good job. He's he's a very active defender, and and generally is always in the right spot. Um, he didn't he didn't really seem to push himself offensively. Um, he wasn't forcing any shots and so forth. Uh, so we'll have to see how we go down the line. But but I still like the idea that by replacing Bradley and Rondo with KCP and, and waiters really does give you a lot better outside shooting. And that's going to be, I think, one of the keys to this whole playoffs because that's always been the formula for winning with LeBron James. You've got to have guys who can stretch the floor, spread that defense, and open up lanes for LeBron and AD to attack. And LeBron was getting to the rim every single time he wanted to today. I'm um, just concerned on the defensive end because losing mm -hmm. Bradley on the defensive end because he's such a fighter – yeah, but we went seventeen and three with we went seventeen and three with KCP starting. As I noted to you, yes. and he's the best three point shooter on the team. Yes, got forty three percent for those twenty games that he started. But the thing is, nine point four for the season. He needs to be consistent. And today was a day where, like you said, he worked hard, but it doesn't show up in the stats. But he didn't. He didn't. He didn't take bad shots. He didn't. He just wasn't open in his situations. The plays went to other people. He made a couple of great – you know, he made two or three assists off of drives to the hoop for dunks. So he just – you know, he, he took what was given to him. Well, I'm going to say, like I, like I said, with him, they played – you know, their plus-minus obviously was much better with the starting lineup in Q, and you saw it in the first half, Laker fans, and yep. that's something to be excited for. They took – the best shot from Dallas hitting so much from the outside early on and three-pointers galore, but still they managed to overcome it. And they were leading by as much as 12 to 14, I think at some point in time right. during the game. And most, of that, most of that lead came with who playing center. That's, that's true. Anthony Davis playing center. Yep. Yep. Imagine that my friend, imagine that. Gee, what a shock. What a surprise. We'll be back with more of the Lakers fast break podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where 
here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted. And this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse, every week on Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. But, you know, I mean, that's that was one of the things that I, you know, you heard, you heard, I don't know whether it was misinformation that Vogel is trying to put out to people about how we're going to, you know, this is after we beat the Bucks and the Clippers with a lot of AD at center 50% of the time. Uh, AD or Morris were playing center in those two wins. And Vogel comes out and announces that, you know, we're going to, we're going to ride this, you know, this uh, JaVale McGee, Dwight Howard uh, center tandem, just like we did in a regular season. Well, the first substitution, you know, with three minutes left in the first quarter was to put AD at center and pull, you know, and, and put Kuzma in for JaVale. Um, and that's when the game turned around. That's all of a sudden now you've got a lot more, you have a lot more flexibility. You've got quickness on the outside. And even, even during that period, when uh, when Doncic was taking advantage of Kuzma and scoring over and over, we still spread that lead out to 10 points. And, and it was basically because we've got better perimeter shooting and because the floor is opened up because LeBron can get to the basket. It makes a big difference. We're going to see this same pattern all the way through until the season starts, I think. And I think we may, with the Clipper game, may be the exception. But I think the next two scrimmages are going to be exactly like this. LeBron and AD are going to play the first half, and they're going to play like, like it's a regular season game. And then they're going to sit the rest of the second halves. And then we'll play them probably, they'll play the Clippers game like it's a real game. And after that, with only needing three wins out of the next seven games, the Lakers are going to just basically slide through. You'll see them play a lot of different people. Uh, they're going to try to get waiters a lot of playing time so he can get used to what's happening. Um, so he can improve on defense and, and know exactly where he's supposed to rotate and so forth. Uh, they're going to try to get Kuzma's confidence going and, and get him going so he can really be a, a scoring threat uh, as and show that he can play in a well-around game. And I think you're going to see the same thing from Danny Green and Alex Caruso. Uh, those, are, those are the two stalwarts that basically you got to count on to just produce like they always produce. They're not going to, they have a 20 point game every so often, but most of the time they're going to score 10 points, play solid defense, make the right plays, um, be the glue players that hold the team together. Um, McGee is basically going to start and play the first, you know, seven or eight minutes of each half and then probably not play again in the rest of the game uh, until the second half. He'll play the first seven or eight minutes of the second half and then he probably won't go in. Howard will come in on situational situations, but we're going to see a lot of AD at center and Morris at center. I think integrating Morris will be another one of the main key things that we're going to see through, you know, during the seeding games. But boy, that last three or four seeding games are going to probably be just like the second halves of this game. We're not going to care who really wins those games. We'll have, we'll easily lock up the, the number one seed. And even if we didn't lock up the number one seed, it really doesn't matter. I mean, in fact, if Portland goes and becomes the number eight seed, we'd probably be better off playing whoever's number seven. 
at that point in time because they're going to be one of those teams from three to six that basically three to seven right now that stumbled because the Mavs are probably going to move up. I think the Mavs are, you know, they have a really good offense and, and uh, man, that guy Boban is, he's, he is so tall. It's just incredible watching him take a little, you know, two foot jump shot and Howard is jumping like heck just to try to get up as high as, as he's releasing the ball. He's a real character, man. I loved him. I loved him in the John Wick movie. He's got to be one of the more lovable guys in the league at this point in time. And uh, he, yes. he had a great team. Absolutely, he did. That's yeah, the thing. three. You, you got to use him in stretches. He, yeah. In certain, you know, matchup situations because it's a matchup situation. Yeah. So, but I will tell you what. Overall, in the first half, the Lakers showed, especially in that second quarter. If you want to go back, everyone, and take yep. a look at any part of the game, take a look at that second quarter because that's what you need to see. The Lakers are, can and are capable of during yep. the course of a regular season game or the playoffs with. AD playing the five, that's something people need to get a little bit more used to. And I told you already that there could be signs where you could see White Howard being sat down a half, three quarters yep. of a game, or JaVale McGee not playing much at all outside of maybe starting just for a few minutes because AD at the five is the best position for him right now on the Lakers team. Whether he likes to say it or not, I think he realizes yep. it. The best lineup for the Lakers is him at the five, and I think that's something that well, you we know, have to realize. It's a funny thing. Even when he plays the five, I noticed that, you know, he's still not – he still likes to float. He still likes to float on defense. And so, basically, you had Kuzma. A couple of, did, Kuzma did a great job on Boban a couple of times when he had him inside. And Dudley also – Dudley fought in, in fights, and, and basically he was covering the center – they don't want AD to bang, and even when he's in there, whoever's playing power forward will often take the center and just allow allow AD to just roam and, and be the shot blocker, basically, to help out on those situations. So it's it's not really as dramatic a thing as you might think it is to that where you're gonna have him have him down in the block trying to trying to you know guard Jokic or somebody like that. Uh, he's probably not going to do that. You know, overall, I was very happy with the game. You know, I, I was at the end of the first half. I said, hey, that's it. You know, and I, I even posted in the blog that, okay, second half is just going to be a, a scrimmage. They're gonna, not going to play AD and, and LeBron, and those guys never came back. No, they didn't. But like I said, it's an enjoyable first half. The next game yeah. for the Lakers is Saturday, 9 a.m. Pacific. So you not need to televised rest. outside of Los Angeles, too. Well, it is going to be uh, – NBA TV? No? No. Oh, well, we're going to have to see what we yeah, can we're do. We're not going to see either one of the next two scrimmages if in Las Vegas or or San Francisco. Well, we'll see what we can do about that. We'll see if we can go ahead and still get reported on. And, well, you know, Sunday, you're going to be on here. We're going to talk about that second game, see what happens there. We're going to get yep. some try and get some feedback. I know the video will be out by then, by the yep. time we talk. So we'll be able to go ahead and, and discuss it in detail. So I'm looking forward to hearing you on Sunday. But Laker, Tom, before we head on out, I want to go ahead and get an update of what's going on with Lakerholics.com because I can actually say it officially now. Lakerholics.com is live. I'm going to go ahead and show it to everyone right now. Again, it is Lakerholics.com. Be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. You've got the homepage, blogs. you got 
podcasts, videos from Rafael Barlow that he's going to be posting on there. You've got a lot of things that are going on when it concerns the Los Angeles Lakers, and there's no better place to talk about it than Lakerholics.com. Tom, before we head on out, you got to tell everybody what's going on at Lakerholics.com. Well, we, we've taken us over six months to put the new site together, Gerald. And, and I've and heard almost every single day of it, too. We're, we're really happy with it. Uh, we, we've still got some improvements that we're going to be making in the podcast page. Um, Raphael's first video, uh, I'm looking at some of the Lakers' needs in the uh, draft. Uh, and those same needs actually will be looked at him later down the road in free agency um, and trades. But we put together a great crew of people, uh, includes uh, some new people like Raphael. I'm talking to a couple of other people who might be writing for the blog. We've got a great links page that's got like 40 or 50 links that you can one-click links to every one of the major statistical categories that you might want to check out on the Lakers. We've got some terrific polls uh, that are in there. Um, There's all sorts of social media uh, features that uh, enable the, to build up the community. We've got, uh, we've had great response initially, and there's, a, you know, there's always people lurking. I was really surprised at the number of people that are lurking in the round that aren't members of the site, but that are basically there every day and looking at what's happening. So uh, we're, we're really happy with what's going on. Um, we had a soft opening last Monday. Um, we're going to have a grand opening probably before. I think next Tuesday or Wednesday uh, in preparation for the Lakers Clippers, the first game of the, of the resumed season, if you will. Um, so if you're interested in having a great conversation, uh, one of the things that makes Lakerholics.com different from all of the other aggregator sites or, or Laker sites that you would normally go to is that one of the big attractions is obviously the news and the articles and the podcasts and the videos that are created, the original content that are created specifically for the site. But the real big drop of the site is the conversations, the comments and the interaction between fans that uh, are talking about the videos, talking about the podcast, talking about the articles, talking about the news posts and everything. And then it's those conversations that really are the main attraction on the site. And it's why the site's been around for the last eight years and, and hangs on. It's, it's like a reprise of the old Los Angeles Times Lakers blog. Um, and, and it's filled with expats from that blog. So if you're interested in having an intelligent, informed conversation, uh, having a good time and, and talking Lakers with people that are going to respect your opinions and give you a chance to express yourself, Lakerholics.com is a place to go. Once again, be part of the conversation today. My friend, it's been great talking to you. We're 0-1 on the exhibition season, but 1-0 when it comes to looking like really, really, really good when we have LeBron and AD in the lineup. So that part of it is obviously, for Lakers fans, something to rejoice. We got basketball back again. That's really what it's all about. I'm so happy it's back. Whether it looks like EuroLeague, whether it looks like Summer League, hey, I'll take it because it's the NBA League. And I'm so happy basketball is back right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.